previously on our show, our party uh, managed to get some rest through a pretty rough storm and set out further north in search of a friend that they had recently made that they lost sight of uh, after the collapse of caused by the avalanche. On their journey northward, they found a note from their new friend, Demita, uh, letting them know that he had gone uh, further onward uh, to the ice wield and that he would meet them there as it was too dangerous to wait and see if they had survived with the coming storm. The party did venture northward, arriving at the wield eventually, and inside of the storm-like barrier that surrounds it, they found a pretty gruesome sight. Frozen blood, further in the corpse of a fey warrior, and the totem, the anchor at the center of the wield that connects it to the Feywild, broken into pieces. After discovering this, the party uh, met some unusual characters and almost instigated a fight, uh, but luckily uh, was postponed by some negotiable temperaments from the, both the party and the two strangers, who introduced themselves, one, as the tall, black armor-wearing Kaisa, and the other, the strange, magical, weapon-carrying Yua, as well as a wounded Demita. As you guys are kind of standing around in this awkward, quiet as Maisel, you lean over Demita. He's kind of like breathing haggardly, barely kind of catching a breath. Um, even with being healed by Drang, he still seems in pretty rough shape. Kaisa and Yua kind of stand awkwardly around you. Uh, the Mastiff that they had with them kind of standing off to the side, just like constantly like staying one step behind Yua every time she like shifts or moves. It's always just kind of like mirroring her from behind. Gotta get the bugs to do that. <laughs> Kaisa kind of breaks the silence first. And she looks down at Demita and kind of still tense, feeling the tension in the air between all of you, primarily Drang. She finally speaks up and she says, Well, look, we cannot stay here forever. We have to journey further northward. I feel maybe a conversation between you and your friend is necessary. Still in point of order, I think we started that conversation at the end of last episode. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the specifics. I apologize. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so I, if I recall, I got um, you uh, to pull him off the back of the, uh, the map. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean, is you guys were kind of collected around, and he had just spoken to you, giving you those, like, final, like, little commands. And it's yeah. kind of, he trails off, and it leaves this kind of awkward pause where Kaisa cuts in and uh, okay. mentions that, um, speaking more broadly. She begins to kind of pull away from the lot of you, like, back a step, still waiting to see what happens. Was he like this when you when you found him? How, what, uh, what did you, you do? Yua steps forward first, and she says, he was literally crawling across the ground some ways that way, and we picked him up and put him on to the back, what? and that... To do what? Not, to not let him die out here in the middle. He's, he's injured. I mean, if we could try to save him, we have some very limited medical supplies with us that we traveled with. Figured we could try and save his life. Wasn't looking very possible, but... And Kaisa sort of interrupts, and she says, Your friend's magic will have done anything that our poultry supplies would be capable of at this point. You... We don't... 
he just needs some rest. I think we all need to take a breather and talk about what happens next. I know everybody's hurting right now. Nobody's thinking clearly besides me again. Uh, I think we all need to take a step back and discuss what our next move is. Uh, Yeah, Maisel kind of resigned, like, stands up and just, like, takes a few stomps away for a second. Okay. All right. So, Ryan gives kind of a long half snarl sigh because she knows he's right. <laughs> She's mad about it. All right, so level me with me for a second. Uh, Dylan, quick question. Did we all see the like uh, streaking trail through the sky? Or was that just one of us? I can't remember. I think it was, um, I think it might have just been one of you. I don't recall which one of you had the high enough perception check. I think it might have been Cat. Mm. But we did definitely all hear the bang before we collapsed, right? Yeah, absolutely. There was like a loud like explosion sound and then the ground kind of shook and that's what caused the the cave-in of the ice below you. And then how big is the anchor? It's about like six or seven feet tall and it's kind of like a big uh stone like oval stone that rounds off and and narrows Mm -hmm. near the top it's probably about three feet wide at the base and maybe only about half a foot wide at the head and it's got these really intricate um carvings in it and you can piece together most of this looking at the remnants of what it once was they're pretty big chunks that you can clearly see the shape of it at one time that has been just cracked into a bunch of smaller pieces that still are like they're glowing and humming with magical energy still just like this slow pulse like expulsion of magic yeah it's it's like a person tall stone monolith cool everybody level with me here for a second uh back when we fell into the pit uh there was a a loud bang that caused everything to go you know topsy-turvy um i think that is what happened here. I don't think this was the work of an individual. I think this was a concentrated strike on this area. Kaisa like lets out a breath heavily and she looks at Yua and then at you. And she says, we were traveling north, passing through the wheels on the way to our destination, but we did see Strange lights in the sky uh, yesterday evening and night that arced and seemed to have landed somewhere in this area. Those craters we saw on the way in, I think that was a a volley. This is the result. You said you saw craters? Um, We did not notice any, but... Uh, We came up from the south, um, and these two spent a whole lot of time waiting around in holes. I was very tired of it, but it turns out there may have been a reason they were uh, they were big and they didn't leave any detritus or anything like that it was uh, something just sort of hollowed out the ground Kaisa kind of looks over you all at the edge of the where the ground kind of dips inward where the monolith of the anchor was the totem um, I did not see these creatures that you saw so I cannot speak to them but the land, the ice here, as it curves, it f- seems natural. I don't know what you saw, but that looks like just a natural dip in the earth where the anchor lies. Um, I want to walk over and like specifically look at the edge, like where mm-hmm. I uh, sort of hollowed up before, and see how sharp of a uh, 
corner that is or how like perfect of a circle yeah so this kind of like large bowl that the anchor was situated at the dead center in the bottom of it is very natural in this slope because it kind of comes up to a nice round soft edge that dips like in this really broad sort of shallow dip where it comes in slowly but over a long long stretch to this point in the middle with the the pillar and there is actually a piece of stone from the anchor still jutting up out of the ice maybe whatever caused the craters isn't what took this out but my point is i think there was a siege for lack of a better word on this place uh clearly somebody was here you've got a death and an almost death um so here's what i'm thinking we came up from south Drang, I believe it was you who said there was uh, nothing for miles to the east or west. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, that's uh, correct. So if we didn't pass anybody coming up from the south, the only other place they could have gone is to the north. Uh, there's a town up there, you know. Maybe we keep moving north and we start asking around. Let's get this young one to a bed. Yua kind of like steps forward and she looks around at all of you and she says, um, so do you guys know what happened? Like, did you, cause we arrived and found him and that's about all we found. We hadn't actually made it to the center until we ran into you. So we're curious as well. What happened? Do you know, have a better picture of what happened here? We do not. If I was standing sort of the edge edge of that that uh, bluff that uh, mm-hmm. starts to fall down, um, I want to walk back towards the totem and look out. And um, I know last time I noticed that all of the arrows were coming from this area. I want to look mm-hmm. out and see if I see any place where there are like big divots in the ground as well, um, like perfect ones uh, outside mm-hmm. of the wheel that had actually hit inside here. Uh, no. So the standing on the the bluff looking southward towards the edge of the wheels there's this kind of like cone shape of empty ice that stretches out where uh you can see the flat just sheer ice with a little bit of snow and then those trees kind of go off giving this nice broad almost like street straight down the center looking southward and it's buried into the like the perfectly smooth ice that just goes on almost perfectly level all the way to where you entered from where you are now and they're just kind of dotted on their way out. But the surface outside of those arrows is almost perfectly smooth. Again, stands for the, the blood and everything as well. Um, Maisel, maybe you should take a look at the body, see if there's something that we missed. I don't know. Seems good to get all the eyes on it. Um, I think she's going to very trepidatiously, like, holding something over her mouth, like, slowly <laughs> eke over. Um, not super comfortable with looking at a dead body. Um, and I guess uh, what I'm looking for is um, specifically if there are, um, if there's anything that looks like particularly, uh, like weirdly perfect of a shape um, cut mm. into it or um, jutting out of it or something. Sure. Um, you kind of like roll them over. And again, it's it's a wolf fae wearing a leather uh, chest piece that is like fitted really tight um, with like nothing covering the like arms or shoulders. The leather armor itself has like these really intricate glyphs and designs that you don't recognize on them. 
they look like they might be a language, but you can't, you don't understand it. Their white fur entirely on the side of their body that was laying on the ice is just stained red. And their blood still remains perfectly liquid. It hasn't frozen despite the cold. And you kind of roll them over. Go ahead and make an uh, investigation check for me if you'd like to inspect the body a little bit closer. Now, I do want to point out blood usually works the other way, right? (laughs) It does usually freeze if it's cold (laughs) enough. Uh, Investigation, that's only an eight. Yeah, so... That's an 11. That's an 11. 11. An 11? Okay, sure. You roll them over and you see that they've got this signet pendant around their neck that has like a symbol of this uh, like snowflake etched into it, like embossed into it, as well as a compass rose and then an axe kind of like laying across the rose. So it's like... Snowflake in the background, compass rose, axe. And then uh, they have, you know, a, a short sword, two two short swords uh, left and right mounted, and um, a small flask lashed to their waist as well. Um, and you notice that one of their hands is clenched tight into this, like, bald fist, and there are black veins spreading out from it. Um, I want to, as... I think unnoticeably as possible, actually try to like open up the hand. Um, and I'm gonna reach out probably naively with my ungloved hand and just start, start like prying at the fingers and being real yucked out about it, I should say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you sort of unroll the the fingers and they're, they're clenched really tightly and you have to kind of like really work at it. And eventually you loosen the grip and embedded in their palm on a gnarled black scar that is just sunk into the skin uh, in the center of the palm is a little metal ring with a small needle on the end of it, which as you turn it, like free it from their hand and actually pick it up, uh, you realize that it is an earring and it's made out of a dark gray, like marbled Damascus metal. And it has no shine. It's perfectly like matte and un, honestly unappealing looking. It, it looks very dull. Um, but it's this large metal earring, and there's a, a faint of frozen blood on the needle of the earring. Ozzy, can can I see you for a moment? Uh, sure thing. Ozzy strolls over. <laughs> that uh, key. I know we've had fun throwing it back and forth, but can I see that for a moment? I just want to compare the medals of the two. Yeah. That's the pretty obvious. Playing a fun sure. game yeah. of catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ozzy uh, tosses the key to Maisel. Dylan, can I correctly assume that they look very similar medals? Uh, yeah, they're basically identical. I'm like, you know, one knee down in the snow, one up. Just like I am punched very close to this body doing the like the the opening of an episode of CSI kind of lean. Okay, absolutely. Um, I want to look up at Ozzy and just by silently see if he thinks, if he's like putting the same two and two together. Um, I guess I can't really see a face, can I? Nope. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> I look and then I remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, someone's going after these folks and we might be in a lot more danger than we're thinking. Um... Yeah, I, I think, like I said, I think there's a siege happening on the Fey. I don't know why. Yua kind of speaks up since she kind of like walked in that direction while she was like asking about what happened. She's like, so you guys figure something out? Sounds like you figured something out. 
Uh, I want to pocket the um, earring. I do. Um, and as she walks over, I want to um, start, uh, like, just put my hands close to the um, the necklace and say, we uh, we found this symbol around her neck. Does does this mean anything to you? Yeah, you. Uh, she's she's walking towards you, the the younger of the two of them, and she kind of stops as you ask that, and she kind of like looks over her shoulder at um, Kaisa, who then begins to follow her. And she says, um, with the Fae, it's more than likely it is a um, winter court symbol or emblem. And she leans over the body and looks at the pendant and then just immediately leans back and she says, it's certainly the court, but maybe a, a particular um, group among them. I would not know as much as even your friend, so uh, more detail may require her, but it's the court for sure. That much I can say for certain. I think being this close to this is like, as she's like now trying to both feign that she wasn't looking at the, the thing that she's more concerned about, I think uh, the, the yuck is actually getting to Maisel and she, um, <laughs> Dylan, can I ask you to ask me to make a constitution throw to see if I uh, throw up? <laughs> Yeah, make a, totally make, up in here. yeah, make a constitution <laughs> saving throw. Uh, well, that's probably fine. Um, <laughs> that's a 14. You're, it's not great, but you're fine. Yeah. It definitely, okay. like, feels um, terrible. You you feel like you're going to throw up, and then you keep it down. Yeah. Okay, I want to, like, at least just, like, back away for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, and, and look up at Trang and go, you, something you might want to look at. Um, and I want to actually walk away back towards um, Demeter. Okay. And Drang has been watching this intently since she noticed that uh, you and Kaiso were following, were following mm -hmm. Maisel. She is <laughs> kind of, she's staying by Demeter, but she's just glowering at them. <laughs> okay. It's uh, this. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Maisel, you return over by Demita. He's kind of unconscious at this point. He's just breathing really heavily. Um, he's passed out like he just can't keep awake uh, with all the blood he lost. But okay. seems like he's not in immediate danger of just dying, but he still seems like he's in a pretty rough way. He's not 100% out of the woods yet, but... Okay, yeah, I was seems like he's holding because, like, I think uh, Maisel was, like, needing to compose herself. Yeah. Yeah, but as you return, you kind of, you realize he's now lost consciousness. Yeah, I think to the group, Ozzy is like, all right, I think unless anybody has anything else uh, pressing they need to do here, I think we need to get this guy to a town, get him a real bed, um, and we need to start asking around, see if anybody's got any information. Like I said, uh, you know, unless they traveled for a long time, they had to stop at a town or another, and we came up from the south, and we didn't see anybody, so I feel like it's safe to rule out Gunner's Hole. Mm. Well, the two of us are traveling northward anyways, so it appears we're going in the same direction. I just want to make sure that that is a safe thing for us to do. And she turns to uh, Drang. Frankly, we don't need your company, but it feels like we may have it one way or another. And I have to ensure the safety of Yua, which means if you are a danger to us, I would rather not travel with you, which means someone would have to stay and wait. I think Drang just kind of uh, picks up Demita and 
I, I care not. I care not. Friend Ozius, Mazel, we go. Yeah, I gotta go get the bugs. Mm. Remember where we parked? Yeah, I, I think one of you should probably come with me. They don't seem to love me as much as I would prefer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't love him, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll actually, I'll go with Ozius. Okay. Great. Sure thing. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You and Kaisa both group up together and they you hear them like whispering a little bit. And then like Kaisa like shoes Yua away, like annoyed, and walks towards you, Drang, as you're holding Demita. Uh she's got her helm like slung under her armpit, and she walks over, still like that armor silent as she steps, and she approaches you and she says, I I do hope there will be no tension or fear of distrust between us. I have no reason to think ill of you. I understand this is a dangerous situation to find yourself in. I am equally cautious and tentious in the company of strangers who appear to be somewhat strong. Were it not for the young ones, huh? <laughs> Certainly. I fear without you as presence, I may not have been so calm. Mezal mm. is the same way. I fear they will not allow us to fight. Certainly not. At least not for now. And she kind of like chuckles not and smiles. Now. Not for now. We're not so different, you and I. (laughs) (laughs) Just a couple of pets on our character sheets. Yeah, exactly. She kind of looks back towards the the um, the totem, and she um, says to you, "This may not be my place to say, but this is an important place for you. Are you sure you do not want to see?" closer. It's not my business, but I can only imagine you came here for it. Yes, but you are correct. I must look after myself and the young one, but I would see. And I think Drang sets Demita back down. Just wait here, young one. Uh, Kaisa, like, she can't snap. She has gauntlets on, so she, like, like whistles at Yua and points to, to Demita and Yua kind of like shrugs and like sighs and like walks over and like scoots him up a little bit and like makes sure that he's breathing okay and just kind of like gives uh, Kaisa this really like dramatic and uh, like ironic thumbs up just like we're good I got it um, and Kaisa kind of follows loosely behind you allowing you room to walk uh, ahead and I think now the drawing is unsupervised, she is absolutely going to approach the totem. Okay. I mean, that's a very cat thing to say. Drang doesn't consider herself supervised <laughs> at any point. Okay, yeah. So you approach, and as you get closer again, you kind of hear that hum of the magic flowing through the remnants of the totem. Kind of unevenly letting off little discharges of sparks of magic into the air that just kind of charge the air for a moment. Um, with wild magic, and then it fades. As you approach it, though, 
getting closer, bearing right down on the actual pieces themselves as they lay in the ice, you do feel this sort of like wave of wild magic roll, or, roll over you. And it's what you feel when you slip into the Feywild and move from place to place using it. It's like a, a tear where wild magic from the Feywild is just pouring through. And as it rolls over you, that tiredness and lethargy that you felt, that kind of weakness, that not at your 100% you've been feeling up until now, since you suffered that wound, just begins to subside, like stepping into a warm bath. The tension in your muscles leaves. Small bits and pieces of the um, the totem just lay scattered around on the ice, um, some faintly glowing, some too small to, to hold any magical charge, but they just kind of slowly arcing from one to the other. Drang is going to do two things. She's going to say in Sylvan just a quick thank you to the fox she met back in uh, Gunner's Holt. Mm-hmm. Just this was as the mother saw and it's important to express gratitude for that. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to pick up one of the smallest pieces. Okay. One of the ones that's too small to hold a charge. Mm-hmm. Partly because she might need to explain to somebody what has happened. Mm-hmm. And partly in a fit of sentimentality. Yeah, you uh, you reach down and you pick up a small piece. Um, it's it's small enough to where there's no sign of any of the etchings from the larger pieces, and you kind of let it roll into your palm, and it's just cold, smooth stone. Um, but there's just this faint, like lingering magic holding onto it, and it's just that kind of goosebumps feeling whenever someone like casts a spell. And it just kind of lingers around it, but there's no, like, arcing magic coming off of it, and you take it. And, like, she cradles it a moment and reconsiders, and it belongs here. <laughs> okay. So I think, I think Drang's gonna, like, like, cradle it a moment, apologize to it for everything that's happened, and lay it back in the snow with the rest of itself. Okay. And turn and go join the others she's got a baby ranger to carry so <laughs> all right um on the way on the way back with the bugs um ozzy gives mazel back her glove and is like what are you doing <laughs> okay so i was exactly gonna say um i think because it was a little bit warmer in here mazel like lets it slip and she's just like walking with one glove yeah. <laughs> um i th- th- thank you yeah That's- Thank you. Why did you give me your only glove? Ozius, I'm... I'm not good at this, and I'm... piecing that together. I... I don't know why I'm here, and... you seem like you do. I just figured if either of us needed a... a useful hand, it was you. Uh, uh, useful hand, that's funny. You don't know why that's funny, but that's funny. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> Um, <laughs> look, Maisel, the reason I'm here is because I'm being blackmailed by a ruthless crime syndicate. I mean, I don't think you want to be here. Well, that's still a reason, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, not a good one. There's a difference between a reason and a good reason, you know. Also, we're in the middle of nowhere. Why? 
why are you doing this? Why not leave? Why not just head in the other direction? There's a whole world. I was there. I I should have stayed there. Um, yeah, I tried being in the world for a long time, and it didn't really work out. So now I'm here, and I'm in a not great situation, but it's a better situation than where I started, I guess. Or, yeah, I guess started is the best word. What What's next? Life's, life's to be lived, right? If you have to su- support yourself, you... You'd better find some way, and it better be some way that's that's interesting and meaningful to to you. And if you don't do that, you you're just you're dead. Uh, yeah, I would hate for that to be the case. Um, I still don't I, understand why that's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I point to Zaf. I assume has just been trailing just here. Yeah. <laughs> just. Just. <laughs> he can stay with me. He can stay. He can stay with Drang if he wants. He is. He is totally just like beforehand. He's fine. He's totally just wallpaper at this point. Like he's always just kind of like following close behind one of the three of you, just like staring off quietly into space, waiting to be told to walk somewhere else. <laughs> I point to Zach and I say, uh, "Well, I'm gonna." bring this one and his buddies in uh, and I'm going to get back to the fights and then, you know, the next time they call me, I'm going to go because that's the, that's the place I find myself in. But what, what about one last job? What about, what about striking out on your own? What about doing things for, for Aussies? Being a, uh, a, a hero. <laughs> uh, I, I ain't a hero. The people I work for, they don't do one last jobs. Um, and when they have the dirt on you that they have on me, they especially don't do one last jobs. So until the syndicate collapses, uh, I do what they tell me to do. I'm not going to say it out loud, but Maisel's like, Maisel will remember this is, oh, we've got to take down the syndicate. (laughs) That's our Maisel. Oh boy. That's our Maisel. That's a tall order. (laughs) And she just sort of goes silent and, and nods, not totally understanding. Um, but not feeling like she has the the presence to ask. Yeah, Ozzy has just wrapped his ungloved hand in like a piece mm-hmm. of fabric from his outfit. He's got a lot got of it. Loose. You've got you got plenty of layers. You could use one. <laughs> yeah. Drang, as you set the piece of the totem back into the little faint layer of snow on the ice and walk away, you feel yourself pulling away from the well of magic pouring out of the the pieces and as you get far enough away you feel this like sick like sore feeling slowly starting to like sink back in starting at like your feet and just like working its way up your body until you just again feel this like tiredness um still functional it doesn't knock you off your feet but again you just feel tired Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave, but Shortwave does way more than just host our audio. Shortwave builds our feed, gives us audience analytics, packages our player, and gives us a free website, too. But the coolest thing is that Shortwave stitches our content together automatically, so we can do things like swap this ad out for another one whenever we want, or change the outro on all of our episodes at once to announce new projects. 
Whether you're starting your first podcast or migrating your incredibly successful one over, Shortwave is super easy to use and comes with a free 14-day trial at goshortwave.com. That's G-O-S-H-O-R-T-W-A-V-E.com. Get started with hosting, syndication, analytics, web players, and dynamic content stitching at goshortwave.com. Yeah, I mean, once we rejoin the group, I would just like to set out for the... What's the town to our north again? I will say it for you. It is... (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, uh, It's uh, Orastudar is the name of the the city. I will type it into the chat. And it absolutely has a silent L. (laughs) Okay, so you guys uh, managed to wrangle the um, beetles. They've kind of just gone back to rest. And you found that since tying the ropes to them, they've been really easy to kind of lead since you can kind of stand back from them and just kind of pull them along. And once they start moving, they just keep going until they're stopped. Once you get them woken up and and start yanking on them and pulling them in the direction of the center of the wheeled, they just start following behind pretty easily. Uh, Eventually, you guys rejoin the rest of the group. Kaisa just kind of has posted up against one of the trees and just has been holding her helm in her arms, tapping on it with her gauntleted fingers waiting as Yua is like sitting on the ground, leaning up against a different tree, holding her weapon that she had slung across her back in her lap. It's got this long, narrow point with a fan-like butt, very much like a rifle. And it's just got a big joint in the middle where it breaks in half. And she just kind of sits there as you guys approach. And she kind of like leans over and points and she says, oh, they're back. Hey, uh, hey, child. Ozzy's yelling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, adults. <laughs> How's your dog do around bugs? <laughs> she looks over to the to the mastiff. It's just sitting, like staring at her in the face. I don't know. I want your dog to bite my bugs. Coda, don't bite his bugs and then she just then she just pats him on the head and then shrugs like sure all right so are we leaving now and she's like talking to kaisa who steps away from the tree and says good question are we leaving now we go trying is that anything we should to do to to the the wolf um and i think she specifically points to like the necklace around um uh, around its neck i have done what i can okay i'm sorry dry's gonna pick up demita and start getting him settled up uh in front of her on one of the bugs Okay. Yeah, you're able to pretty easily get him, like, up near the top and have him kind of, like, stuck between you and the the horn on the front of the beetle's head. Um, And he just kind of sits sandwiched between them. Uh, Kaisa, like, shoes Yua up onto the Mastiff, which stands up. And again, for, like, the the second time since meeting him, you see how fucking huge this dog is. Like, legit large horse-sized and just stands up and starts trotting away with 
you you all sitting on its back, and Kaisa starts following behind on foot. Uh, Maisel's remaining on foot. Um, I guess to hold to one of the ropes just in front of the uh, the one that Frang uh, and Demeter is on. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna hop on the back bug with Zeph again. All right, Zeph again just wordlessly follows, still just staring off into the distance, waiting to be told what to do. Um, My friend, you are a terrible companion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 You're a fine bully. <laughs> Kaisa and Yua sort of slowly begin to pull towards the front um, near Maisel as you all, uh, I assume, start heading directly north. Yes. Okay. You guys start heading directly northward with Kaisa and Yua in tow. Uh, Maisel, you said you were holding onto the rope, pulling in front. Uh, Kaisa and Yua hang just back from there, uh, letting you walk, like, maybe about 15 feet ahead of them, because they don't want to overtake you. And they walk on either sides of the insect that Drang and Demita are on. As you guys make it through the majority of the wield, kind of zigzagging through some of these remaining trees that are standing, you eventually come up on the storm wall on the opposite side. So there's this milky whiteness of just ice and snow blocking your vision, making this solid barrier that just continues in a huge dome around the wheel, and it sits before you. Um, if I'm in front, I want to just stand for a moment and take like one long look back at the weirdest place I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, you see those crystals of ice still hanging in the air. Like you've gotten used to it now, but literally every time anyone yeah. even moves or breathes, they all kind of shift and move around thing like that and i'm just gonna barrel through knowing that it was okay it was only a second last time of Mm -hmm. weird pain awful yep you step through and again you're getting you just get pelted by all this ice and snow for a brief moment and then you're out on the other side and you're immediately hit by this vicious wind blowing from the east just coming and hitting right across your body as soon as you walk out of the barrier. And it kind of pushes you off to your your left and you catch yourself and you see a face about six feet in front of you at your level, staring you dead in the eyes as a white dragonborn with a spear in their hand and these deep yellow eyes are just staring at you and their eyes go wide as they have their spear at their side and immediately pull it up and point it at you, as you see the shapes of about four more start kind of coming out of like the field of view into the field of view through the snow. You have this brief single second where the two of you lock eyes and you have a moment to react. I see this. Sorry. Just Maisel. She's the furthest person forward and is the first person to walk through the barrier. And this is immediately what is on the other side. I want to throw the rope back through the barrier, if I can. Sure, right. yeah. You you let go and it, I it, it vanishes into the ice. And the dragonborn takes like one step back and looks behind them self at the other four that are now kind of like moving forward and fanning out and then lunges forward with the spear. Great. <laughs> I, th- I think right. as soon as um, 
Ozzy sees the rope just like get thrown backwards <laughs> through the storm. <laughs> ah, hop, he's hopping off the bug and is walking up to check what's up. Okay. Kaisa notices it as well and um, looks at Yua and waves, telling her to step back away from the, the wall. And she starts falling back. That was a 15 on the roll to hit you with the spear. Maisel, what's your AC? Uh, yeah, I got hit with the spear. Okay. Oh, damn it. Not again. <laughs> Maisel versus spears. Right, right in two. the same scab that's just starting to... <laughs> that's uh, five damage as they lunge forward and kind of like skim across your side with the spear, narrowly missing you. And Ozzy, make a perception check for me. Roll of the game. Twelve. You see the the tip of a spear covered in blood poke through the wall and then get pulled back through. Ah, fuck. Uh, yeah, Ozzy sprints. <laughs> Kaisa doesn't see the spear, but she sees you start running, and then she immediately puts her helmet on, and she then shouts at Yua, back, draws her sword, and steps forward through the barrier. I would like to exit the um, barrier with my fist raised into the punching position. <laughs> okay. Please ready your fists upright in the punching position. <laughs> just As we prepare, prepare for our descent into yeah. combat. <laughs> All right. Uh, everyone go ahead and roll initiative for me real quick. 17. That oh, is a... Bad. Wow. Yeah, that would have been better. Uh, that's a nine. That is a 17. It was a two, um, but I have plus seven for some reason. <laughs> I think it's because of the stuff for your archetype as well. I think you might get extra bonuses to initiative. Maybe not. Maybe you just have a really good deck. That can't be true because I just made it. <laughs> that is true. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fair enough. So Drang and Ozzy will go on the same turn, so you guys can choose in whatever order you'd prefer to do things. Kat, if you're cool for this one, I feel like Ozzy, since he's sprinting with his fa- fist yeah. raised into combat position. <laughs> Drank's got to figure out what to do with Demita before she can join combat. So, totally. Like, no, here's what she's going to do she's going to cast Speak with Animals. She's going to tell the bug to wait here. And she's going to set Demita down on Be still, wait here, set Demita down on its back. Okay. Give me one second to draw up a initiative tracker because my. Dry erase marker died. Hold on. Oh, oh boy is right. That sounded oh, like boy. a fart. <laughs> <laughs> now we're telling jokes I get. <laughs> okay. Man, I'm so excited to punch these dudes again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just love time. getting hit with a spear. I think it's like it could be my thing. It's yeah, definitely you love being shaping punctured. up into your thing. It's shaping kind of, up into your thing. It's kind of insane how much you love being punctured. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Look, at least Not a fan of that. Time, at, least, at least this time, Maisel didn't leave the wheel shouting, hello. Good impression of me doing an impression. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, combat at the very start. Um Dalton, you and Kat go simultaneously. So however order you'd like to perform your actions. Kat, you said you were just going to stop the beetle and put Demita down? Yeah. Okay, Yeah. cool. Stop the beetle, put Demita down. Can't do combat while he's flopping around. Dalton, you said, uh, Ozzy, you were 
running through the the storm wall, like fist already raised. Yeah, as soon as I break through the storm, um, I'm going to punch the first dragonborn I see, who I assume <laughs> is the one who ventilated my friend. Which okay. I imagine is kind of like doing it over me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you step through. Um, make a dexterity check for me. Alrighty. Not a saving throw, right? Check? Yeah. 17. Okay. Um, as you step through, you s- immediately see the shape of Maisel just, like, appear in front of you, and you sidestep around her so as to not literally bowl her over and throw her into the spear into of the, the dragonborn <laughs> yeah. standing in front of her. Uh, and you kind of whip around her and come around the side, and you see it now that there's, like, this semicircle of dragonborn four directly, like, about you know, six feet behind this one, all closing in on the barrier. As he comes into view and you swing around Maisel, you have a perfect line to just, like, give him a, a, a cross hit right, right across the jaw. Go ahead yes. and make an attack roll for me. All right. Oof. 11. 11? Uh, that does not quite make it, unfortunately. Okay. You come through and just like he like weaves his head to the side as you narrowly miss him, but he does take a couple steps back in reaction to you and pulls further away from Maisel and further away from the barrier as you kind of cause him to l- jump backward away from you. I would like to use my bonus action to uh, get another hit in with the other yeah. hand, which is one Go of for the it. class features. Yeah, offhand attack. Go for it. Uh, 15. Uh, yeah, that one will hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, five damage. Alrighty. You deck them across the face, and it's just this loud crunch as you feel their jaw break against your fist. And they step back, uh, like, one more step and almost fall over from the force of the impact across their face. And you know what? I'm feeling wily. <laughs> um, I would like to spend one of my moxie points. Okay. Um which is another class feature of the Pugilist. Um, so I'm going to spend a moxie point to do the old one. Um, <laughs> so on top of getting an extra attack... This is attack, a three! <laughs> yeah. Um, so on top of getting an extra attack, um, just normally for my fisticuffs, I get uh, the old one too, which is immediately after you take the attack action on your turn... Oh, wait, never mind. I can't do it, because I already used the bonus action. Actually, can I, can I uh, retroactively spend a moxie point to get in one more hit? I'll say this time yes, because this is your first time using the trait, but for future times, you'll have to keep it in mind. Cool. Yeah, so basically I just get another attack on my bonus action. All right, go for it. All right. 16. Okay, that's another hit. Go ahead and roll damage again. Uh, five again. You you get them once with the right and then once with the left, and there's this louder second crunch and snap as you crack their neck with the force of the second punch and the spear just drops out of their hands and they fall limply to their knees and just get stuck in this like squatting position, just blood like running out of their nose and their mouth as they just like go completely still. Ozzy says, um, stop ventilating Maisel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Maisel, you watch as Ozzy literally comes out of nowhere and just, like, like throws three punches, gets two hits, and the Dragonborn just drops dead to its knees in front of you in, like, a split second. I say nothing because I'm, like, I'm like <laughs> half choking from, like, oh, I just got a big chunk cut into me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Uh, next up in the round is Kaisa, who steps through the barrier, and she just begins to walk into the snowdrift piling up in front of the barrier and moves through it like it's air. And the snow just starts parting around her as she just, like, slides through the snow, sword in hand, and comes up on the furthest right dragonborn and takes a swing with her sword. And they don't even hear her or see her as she just arcs around and comes in from the side. Damn badass character. What's she going to do? I bet it's going to be fucking sick. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait for this. I'm excited. Uh, I bet bet this is going to rule. Dude, this sucks so bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. If only your players weren't assholes. Hey, Dylan? (sighs) My favorite thing in actual play is the introduction of like an insanely badass character who just instantly (laughs) (laughs) whips. She swings and like just goes so wide misses entirely and the dragonborn like disappears into the snow for a second because of its scales and she loses sight of it and it like shoulder checks her in the chest and she drops her sword and it just disappears into the snow here's the good news drag didn't see that she's on the other side of the barrier uh which makes it yua's turn actually who is still on the other side of the barrier, so she pulls her um, weapon off her back and readies it, and sits up, like, high on the back of the Mastiff, and points it out uh, at the barrier, and just holds her action. Um, Maisel, it's your turn. Um, how far are the, the one that isn't dead? They're about six to seven feet, like, directly outside of your reach. Um, so they're pretty dang close um okay um they're, they're just out outside of arm's reach essentially like one step forward and a swing would be enough to really get almost any of them okay i want to um like as i'm recovering and like this is a narrative way why my role was so low <laughs> like reacting to i've been cut um i want to like as i'm reaching down towards towards that cut uh, feel that like right below that I have hanging the um, the bottle of uh, uh, Valerian gin mm-hmm. and I pick that up and uh, try to whip it at the closest one nearby <laughs> okay yeah make a hug a gin at him yeah just make a ranged attack just do a, a ranged attack as your your decks no proficiency okie dokie whomst among us hasn't hucked a gin whomst among us uh, well, that Let was a truly to gin. Uh, that was only a the first gin. A ten. Um, it just whoosh, into the snow and disappears. Damn it! <laughs> you still have movement. You're technically no longer in direct melee with anybody, so you won't take an attack of opportunity if you choose to try and move away. Um, I want to duck behind Ozzy. Okay. Yeah, you do. You can do that quite easily. Like, just step behind him. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, the next person up is one of the Dragonborn. Um, well, technically, it's all of them. They all rolled very close. Um, one of them, standing directly behind the one that uh, Ozzy killed, kind of stands up taller and like steps forward, and you see that they are one of the three that you saw before the collapse. Um, oh, that we did a robbery too. 
fear there's like just this furious look on their face and they pull this like long curved jagged like almost scimitar like sword that has like a crescent shape on the end out and step down on both of you and take a swing towards Ozius um, as he's standing between you and uh, you and him but he just swings for the first of you he can get his hands on mm. uh, and that is a 20 to hit yeah that's gonna do it he gets chopped <laughs> Uh, so that was a three. And then after he swings and slashes through you, he's going to take another attack. Alright. Which is a 17. I will also do it. Uh, and then a five for damage. So eight total? Eight total. Yeah, great. So he just gets you with those two swings and just slashes through you twice, uh, ripping at the fabric, uh, the layers of fabric you have on. Mm. Uh, after him are the remaining uh, three, um, one of which steps toward um, you two, uh, Maisel and uh, Ozzy. He's a little bit closer to the barrier coming around the side, so he comes after you, Maisel, and tries to get you from behind, and he takes an attack. Uh, and that is a eight to hit. Nope. Yep. He, uh, thrusts his spear and kind of like you step up out of the way and it digs into the snow as he's coming in from behind you. Uh, the next one, uh, the next two are both on the other side and they begin to move towards, um, towards Kaisa, uh, each taking a chance to attack. Um, the first one, uh, hits her and like, glides against her abdomen with its spear um, and does a fair amount. And then the second one steps forward next to him and throws his spear out and she grabs it with her offhand and slides her uh, sword up and cleaves the end of the spear off and throws it into the snow. Oh, she doesn't have her sword. Never mind. She grabs it and she snaps it off. <laughs> um, as she's so now good. stuck stuck fighting uh, unarmed. I forgot. So cool. So but yeah, cool. she she snaps off the end of the spear and tosses it into the snow. If she could have used that spear point as a weapon. She doesn't need it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then that puts us back at the top with uh, Dalton and Kat. Drang is uh, in such a bad mood. <laughs> Drang, you want to take it on this one? Yeah, um... She's in a really terrible mood right now. So what she's going to do is she's going to manifest her terrible mood as doing what she intended to do before, which is to say, turning into a polar bear and eating some throats. So, All right. Step one, Drang becomes a polar bear. She emerges from the barrier and there happens to be a dragonborn right there. And she proceeds to attempt to eat their throat. All right, yeah. Um, which uh, one are you going after? The the two that are fighting Maisel and Ozius, or the two that were going after Kaisa? Because they're kind of like these... There's like a little bit of a divide between them. As you step out, like... Uh, Maisel and Ozius are right uh, there on your left, and the other two are on your right. I know that you have to ask me this question to be a good GM, but you should know the answer to this question. I just want to be sure. Yeah, no, I'm definitely... The one that's... Uh, oh, no, I dropped my dice. But yeah, the one that's uh, the one that's attempting to perframe Azel again. Okay, go ahead and make an attack with that uh, big bear stats. I'm gonna make a couple attacks. Attack Ooh. number one with the biting. Does a twenty-three hit? 
Yes. Okay, cool. Then that is 1d8 plus 5 piercing damage. Oh, hey, 12. Oh, oh yeah, you chomp, you chomp its head. Just like full, like, chomp crush. All right. Drang is in such a mood. She's in such a bad mood. And it's claw attack time. Okay. Make a make that claw attack against the uh, the other dragonborn, born, the larger one with the sword that's attacking Ozzy. Okay, that one's not as good. That one is only a nine. The dragonborn, as you step forward and like lunge and try to claw at it, it like leans forward and pushes up against Ozzyus and like scoots him forward uh, backward through the snow and ice as your claw lands. Uh, behind it, and then it pushes back away from Ozzyus, um, and then raises its sword. Well, guess who's got it flanked now? Uh, Ozzy, you're you're up. Um, <laughs> how many of them are left? This one with the sword. And... There are there are two. Two. Okay. Um, to the one that just pushed Wait, off of me. I'm three. Yeah, three. Oh, yeah, because it was the one with the spear and then there were four additionals. Is that right? Yes. So they are now, um, they're now... They are now... took two out. Yeah. Okay. Um, to the one that just pushed off of me, I would like to say, do not use me as terrain. Um, <laughs> and I would like to take a swing. Okay. Ugh, 11. Uh, yeah, he, like, just weaves out of the way as you start swinging at him. Cool. I'm going to use my bonus action to take another attack. Okay. 19. More punching, more punching. <laughs> that one hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Go. Oh. Another five. That's all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, you get him good, like square in the chest, and he like gets moved back, and you just like hear a crack as you hit him in the rib. Uh, it's now Kaisa's turn, um, and she is disarmed. So she steps forward and uh, is going to attempt to uh, just physically wail on one of these two dragonborn. Welcome to Punch Club. Welcome and to rolls the a first rule of Punch Club. Uh, and she hits as she like rocks one of these dragonborn across the face with her like like gauntleted hand which has like spikes on it and just like rips through part of its face as she like just hits him square across the jaw and she steps back and keeps both of her hands up in front of her waiting for them to attack making it you his turn and she's now the only person other than Zeph not currently in the fight uh so she hops Mm -hmm. off the mastiff and runs through the barrier and you catch a glimpse of her as she just like slides through on the ice and gets hit with the wind as it comes through and she almost loses her balance and she sees the two dragonborn um, attacking Kaisa and she fires and there's this like shockwave as like snow and air just gets blown backwards from her uh, and kind of like blows past you guys out the back as there's this massive blast of blue energy that just arcs through the air and fucking rapid fires out into the snow and goes wide. And then there's this huge, like, blast of, like, hot air and steam that just, like, radiates off of it and starts floating up into the air. Uh, next up after that is Maisel again. Um, okay, with, uh, I would imagine as uh, Ozzy was pushed off of it, she was right behind, she got, like, 
knocked a little bit um, into like the one that was dying behind her from uh, from Drang. Um, from bear bite. Right. Mm-hmm. So she like as she like steadies um, and sees the one punch go into uh, the one in front of Ozzy uh, and the, the other one go um, or the, the the second one going. Uh, she like jumps over to where that thing dodges uh, and uh, I want to with my um, hammer try to hit that one. Hammer, hammer, hammer. Okay. It's, yeah. If I didn't say it on the stream, I think I said it afterwards. Uh, I have a hammer and sickle as my weapons. So. <laughs> I still love that. That's <laughs> so very good. I forgot about Comrade Maisel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Comrade and that's a uh, 15. 15? That does hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, that is a four. Okay. Um, yeah, you, like, just whack him across the, like, the front, and there's this loud thwack noise as they kind of, like, stumble back, still trying to, like, keep their sword up to Harry at, um, Ozzy, as you, like, knock him, and, uh, he loses his senses for a brief moment, um, making it his turn. Um, unless you had any other... Like class features. No, she's gonna stand there and like try to mimic whatever pose uh, Ozzy is in. (laughs) Very good. I like that a lot. Uh, Okay, the Dragonborn's gonna take an attack at Ozzyus. And that's a 20 to hit. Yeah, that's gonna do it. And that is another five. Okay. Um, I'm going to activate a class feature I have, which is. Okay. uh, when I take a hit, this is bloodied but unbowed. Um, when you take damage that reduces you to half your maximum hit points or less, so I've now been reduced to um, seven out of twenty. Okay. Uh, you can use your reaction to gain temporary hit points equal to your pugilist level plus your Constitution modifier, uh, and regain all expended Moxie points. Um, okay. And I can't use it again until I finish a short or long rest. Um, okay. So I get five hit points back. Um, okay. I'm a level three pugilist, pugilist yeah. and I have two constitution. Um, and then I get my one moxie point back. So Hell yeah. I'm all having fun here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> were, you, were you real cool? Wipe the blood off your lip and you're like, not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. It's good. You know the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the one. Uh, all right. The dragonborn's going to take their second attack. Mm-hmm. All right. And that one is a 19. Yep. And that is a three. Workable. Workable. Alrighty. <laughs> um, after that is going to be the two dragonborn that are attacking uh, Kaisa. Um, both of them are caught off guard and frightened by the the blast of magic shot by Yua, um, but both like panically continue to try and attack uh, Kaisa. All right. Um, so yeah, both of them just like like uh jabbing at her kind of like moving around her and and cornering her in with the spears as she's like trying to deflect them barehandedly uh putting it back at the top of the combat again with dalton uh yeah cat if you're cool i would love to kill this guy that keeps hitting me with a sword yeah no do it (laughs) do it i have a 40 foot movement speed now (laughs) um how's this how's this guy looking dylan not great. He is looking pretty rough. Um, he's breathing really heavily, but he's still got his sword like held up, ready to fight, trying to be in an aggressive stance. But he right. sees that he is now outnumbered three to one in this fight, and is like 
like looking away towards his other two companions and is starting to inch away from you, like slowly scooting back. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna punch him again. <laughs> okay. Oof, that's a mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, bonus, punch, another punch, hit. Punch, okay. Punch. 21. That'll hit. And, oh my, <laughs> five damage. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, you you get him one more time as you see that he starts to turn away, ready to retreat. And just as his head turns, you catch him with the hand cu- crossing the other side and just, again, rock him so hard that he just drops dead in the Hurricane. Uh, here I am. <laughs> you, you hit him with one good final hit and just he goes out cold into the snow. Um leaving the three of you just, like, standing over these three dragonborn corpses all in this one little, like, bubble as, uh, now it is Kat's turn. I think Drang does have so much more movement. Well, no, ten feet more movement speed and the swim speed now. By the way, I have a swim speed. Um, (laughs) is going to... Do we melt all the snow? (laughs) Yeah, do it. Somehow. Uh, Drang is going to lope over to the other combat Mm -hmm. because, um, I mean, she's having a bad day. (laughs) I think her normal instinct to leave, uh, you and Kaiza to this is, uh, being overwritten by, I don't want to say bloodlust, but, uh, a very, very deep well of rage. And uh, she's going to try to eat some prots. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. One of the two Dragonborn Bite is very attack. clearly closer to you, so. Bite attack. Hacha. Uh, 20. That'll hit. Yeah, that'll Rawr. do it. Rawr. Nine damage. All right. Rawr. Uh, yeah, you, you bite into it and get, like, the side of the face and neck and shoulder and just pull this massive piece of them off. You can tell that you tear through, like, the tendons on their arm as their arm goes limp as soon as you pull away. And they drop their spear to the ground and they, like, just pour blood that immediately turns, like, causes steam to rise off the snow as it, like pools around uh around them and they very nearly collapse in that single attack and then a claw attack at okay the other one okay gang just can eat many different bloods today <laughs> oh but didn't do a good job that's only an eight to hit yeah oh, they do i have wait it's flanked do i have vantage um yeah because kaisa's on the other side of it yeah Oh, thanks, Kaisa. I'm sorry I called you. Oh, yeah. She's still, like, just hands up, like, getting ready to uh, deflect an attack. Oh, no, that's 25. That'll do it. Oh, no. (laughs) That's 2d6 plus 5 slashing damage. That's a 4. And that's a 3, so that makes 12. You, You swipe... And the dragonborn falls to the ground and, like, falls forward, and their head is, like, stuck in the claws of your palm like a basketball, just, like, in your hand. 
as like blood again just starts causing steam to roll up off of the corpse. I got the rock. Mm-hmm. Just Dragonborn's like head in your hand. Um, Drang roars. She's having a bad day. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kaisa and Yua, I think, both like almost get a little intimidated for a second and like share a glance as Kaisa like reaches into the snow and finally pulls her sword back out and like swings it to get the water off of it in the snow before sliding it back into her her belt. And Drang's gonna take advantage of her bear speed to go back to Maisel as a bear so she can get there faster mm-hmm. and then turn back into her normal form so she can cast Cure Wounds also on Ozzy. But we're going to start with Maisel. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, combat is over. Um, all of the hostile uh, agents are no longer uh, alive. So, you know. You guys wasted everybody while I was in the bathroom? Yeah. Well, I uh, specific, specifically Cat. Cat <laughs> <laughs> ate a couple people. I ate some throats. There. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, we. I didn't roll great, but Maisel regains three hit points. Nice. All right. Only down five, so thank you. Okay. And then uh, I guess Ozzy's also taking some clobbers. Yeah, I'm not doing ideal. For sure. Yeah, let's cast your wounds on that on that man too. Oh, that one's nine. Oh, hey, thank you. Yay! I'm back. Nice. What does being magically healed feel like when you're conscious for it? Tingly. Okay. It's that same kind of goosebumps feeling, um, but it sinks like much deeper. Like you, it's weird. Like you get like a butterfly in the stomach feeling, and like tingles all over. It's very strange. Not unpleasant, but definitely odd. This is um, pleasant, but it's definitely odd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ozzy, for you, it feels a little different. It kind of makes it feel like there's like it, it, you get like uh, like pins and needles, like all over. Yeah. Anytime there's like magic shit happening, like at you. Totally. Yeah. Trying to make sure that Maisel's okay. She's gonna check and make sure that like there's no further wounds, and then she's going to say. Did you properly greet them, Maisel? And she's like, she's still like white knuckling the hammer. Cause like even just that one hit is the first hit she's ever done on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, very Maisel good. Does a hit. Maisel does a hit. <laughs> it's it's a proud moment. Uh I do want to walk Ka- over and like dejectedly pick up that uh, the, the bottle of um, the <laughs> make it's just it's, the snow. Yeah, it's make an invent like make a perception check for me real quick. Also, Kaisa and Yua kind of like return uh, and kind of walk over from the side there and join the the rest of you. Um, uh, Twenty one. Oh yeah, you actually see the hole where it kind of sh- okay. slid into the snow and miraculously. <laughs> Uh, didn't shatter. It it hit like denser snow and stopped instead of going all the way down to like ice and breaking. Oh yay! It's very cold. Like picking it up, it's freezing even through your gloves. Kaisa kind of like looks at all of you and uh, shakes her head and says, "Perhaps a moment before we leave." And she and like grabs Yua, and they both step back through the barrier, back to the other side. 
Um, Maisel immediately jumps through, knowing that, uh, like, they are then alone there with um, Demita. Oh, yeah, okay. I gotta go get Demita. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still holding the, the hammer, by the way. Yeah, they, they step through um, as you guys kind of follow suit. Um, Demita and Zeph are both just kind of still there. Demita, like, leaning up against the, the horn of the beetle, just, like, slowly breathing in as he's uh, asleep. Um, and Zeph is just, like, sitting on one of the beetles, just, like, mouth agape, staring out, like, into the trees. And then he sees that you guys are back and says absolutely nothing. He just looks at all of you and then looks back off into the distance. Um, no. you, <laughs> uh, Yua and Kaisa are kind of standing next to each other off to the side, and Kaisa pulls off her helmet again. Um, <sighs> well, that was some something. Did they know you? Yes. Lovely. Well. Oh, wait, I still have to speak with animals active. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drang is not interested in talking to these two. She's talking to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She has um, to speak with animals active. She wants to talk to dog. <laughs> she walks, she like, she looks at Kaisa. She asks that question. She says, yes, and then carries on to dog. <laughs> Kaisa looks at you, Maisel. So, are we to continue northward now? Do you have any more enemies that may come to uh, enact acts of violence, acts of violence against you, and by proxy us? I was trying to help them at one point, but I, I think that's everyone. Good. And she puts the helmet back on and stands back up and walks over and looks at all of you and says, then perhaps we set out again with less bloodshed this time. And she kind of gives you like a quick like salute and like wave and starts walking back towards the barrier. And she like turns over her shoulder and she says, you um, Kat, you said you were talking. Yeah. You were talking to the dog. Yeah, talk to dog. Yep, okay, you you approach dog. the the big old mastiff who is just like sticking to you like glue. And as you approach, it looks up at you, and it's just got that big droopy face with like long yeah. red hair, like hanging down on these big old ears, um, and looks at you. And its mouth opens, and there's just like warm breath, panting. Yeah. Dragon gives dog proper greeting. Says hello to dog. <laughs> hello, dog. Um, tell me, this one you are close to. What kind of person is she? I'm trying to think of how to contextualize. Speak with animals. Dogs can't lie. <laughs> that's, that's at least that's at least a dr- cat's belief as a human being <laughs> is that dogs aren't capable of falsehood. So, <laughs> well, I'm mostly concerned about like how how does that communication work uh, as far as how you be, hear it. Um, uh, I would say that like you get it's almost like an intuition thing. So like you can ask questions and you get the answer in like a pseudo telepathic way. It's not like I can understand their language. So 
Yeah, the the dog expresses the dog expresses to you, uh, in simple terms that uh, it likes Yua. Yua's its favorite person in the whole world. Man, Yua's the fucking best. Like this kid. Have you seen this kid? I love this kid. <laughs> and then as like that thought passes your mind, it literally looks at her and just stares for a few seconds and then back at you and starts panting again. Um, Good. Good. Is there anything you want me to tell her? Because <laughs> this is a good dog. I want dog to get everything he wants. The dog just like, like closes its mouth and like smacks its like jowls a bit and then starts panting again and just expresses the idea of like, I don't know, man, I could eat. <laughs> like I could eat. Yeah. Food sounds good. So on her way, uh, on her way back to the bug, she's going to turn to Yoa and say, your friend is hungry. And then go back to bug and melt up. <laughs> okay. Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at tfttpresents, and join our Discord from the link on tfttpresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. Our cast is Kat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at tfttpresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening. <laughs>